The name of the pod was our last, best hope for peace. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind, the year the Great War came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Babylon podcasts. The year is 2259. The name of the pod is Babylon 5. Episode 28, The Long Dark. A sleeper ship from a century ago arrives at the station with an uninvited guest, and a lurker suffers from Lovecraftian PTSD. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Name of the Pod, your Babylon 5 podcast, where we talk about the ongoing cultural legacy of the 1990s science fiction television show Babylon 5 uh, and how it has impacted pretty much all the stuff we love today down the line. I am one of your hosts, Chris Tatro, and with me, as always, we have... John Cassie. How's it going, Chris? It's going pretty well. Glad to hear it. I... You know, we signed off last week saying we weren't sure, saying I wasn't sure about this episode. I, I will admit I, I I looked ahead a little bit, uh, saw that this was The Long Dark is the lowest rated episode of the season on IMDb. Um, and I think I agree with that. It's no TKO. It's no TKO. It's not, I didn't think this was very... <sighs> This was this was pretty weak sauce. Yeah. Um, I think there's a couple of things coming in this season that will rival this for for weakness of sauce. Okay? Mm. Um, this episode did not do much for me. It raised mm. some, a couple of interesting questions. Yeah. And yeah. got me thinking about that legacy notion that mm-hmm. that's at the center of our thesis for this program. You're going to take yeah. us through that a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But from my perspective, uh, the moment you've decided to go Dwight Schultz, I'm going to struggle. You know, he's a little overexposed, well, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. If we look at 1995, he has he's coming off his occasional guest role as, as Barkley yep. on Next Generation. Um, and here he's playing this uh, this soldier Amos, who is, you know, just I don't know, seems to to bounce between being perfectly rational and reasonable and reasonable, and then completely out of his gourd. Yeah. Um. You know. And and yeah, he's you know, there's a lot of bonding with him and and Garibaldi, and talking about that they're both former soldiers, you know, former former you know. Right. ground pounders as they say you know right, right. there in the stuff um and so i you could see this as as a, an attempt to address ptsd issues but a clumsy one but he's also got the added complication of like weird you know possessing alien stuff happening as well uh right. you know complicating the mix right let's 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 put the sort of the PTSD discussion perhaps yeah. on the yeah. on the side burner okay. for a moment. Um, so, so on just on the merits of Dwight Schultz himself yes. as this sort of you know mentally broken character. Um, yeah, we get Barkley, but even before <clears throat> that, we go back to to the A team. Yes, and Murdoch, and so you know, I, I figure that had to be what what brought him bubbled him up to the surface of the Rolodex. Sure. When the casting for this episode sure, is coming sure. along, um, and and frankly, you know, Dwight Schultz is one of those 
one of those actors I've always I've always conflated him with Matt Frewer in my head. Huh. To a degree. Um, and you've got Matt Frewer in the the TV movie of The Stand, which I think was around this time as well. Huh. So I was kind of getting that bleeding. Like at one point during the episode, I forgot kind of which actor I was looking at. Who did uh, Matt Frewer play in The Stand? Uh, he was uh, he was Trash Man. Oh wow! Yeah, jeez, I, I'm a huge Matt Frewer fan, and I don't remember that. Yeah. I, uh, that must I, have escaped that, my notice. I, I just I I, I remember him because I, I I loved him in Max Headroom. Yeah, uh, and and kind of have kept a, an eye, but of course not too close an eye, since I seem to confuse him with Dwight Schultz. Yeah, yeah. His oh. uh, his his Berlingkopf Rasmussen uh, stem Turner in uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation was was he was one one of the maybe twenty best guest roles. I think you know he was. He, mm-hmm. I, I thought he was dynamite. So mm-hmm. I, I I sort of leave the PTSD thing maybe aside because I'm not sure that when we're done we're going to think that what we saw was successful. But what I think was successful was the cryonically frozen past humans revived in the current world and go. I mm-hmm. thought that this was fairly effective. It sort of was like, well, this is kind of what this would be like. It didn't feel like it was being taken too silly mm-hmm. or being too... Uh, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> right. And yeah, and there's there's the particular scene where, you know, the, the woman who had been, you know, who, who wakes up and she says, uh, you know, if only we'd waited a little longer, you know, this wouldn't have even been necessary. Right. Um, which, and, she, you know, there's all the, the, the standard, you know, shock at what's, you know, all these aliens and all these things that have advanced so far in the hundred years and stuff. But it was... Yeah, it's it's. I can't imagine what what a shock it would be to to wake up a hundred years from now, um, or or even ten. You know, <coughs> considering how fast things move along these days. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it was. I thought that piece was handled well. I'll give I'll give the writer, you know, credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not much else in this episode, but that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you th- you think about virtually every time. This is touched in, uh, you know, in in the in the competitions universe. Mm-hmm. It's either silly, or or it's downright silly, or well, what times? I mean, we've Space Seed is obviously the most. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the best example. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and about the, the Klingons. Episode. That was pretty good, actually. Now that yeah. you think about, it, not too bad. I'm thinking about uh, an episode of Star Trek. The next generation called the neutral zone, mm-hmm. the end of season one, in which we get three, you know, wacky characters from you know 1999, you know, mm-hmm. one of whom wants to check his bank balance and you know <laughs> this kind of you know and he's he's a you know he's a you know he's a he's a Texan right out of central casting you know <clears throat> I just found it silly, and then an episode called the thirty sevens in. Uh, uh, in Star Trek Voyager featuring Amelia Earhart, which just that kind of thing always makes me crazy. Oh, you know? no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I don't remember that Star Trek episode at all, but you said the magic words season one. Correct. So that's really all you need to say yeah. there. Yeah. It was the very last episode of season one and we got to see, 
the return of the Romulans. So we, we got a Dideradex yeah. class Romulan warbird to, 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 to recover. God, that is a beautiful ship. Uh, yeah. But it's about the only thing worth a damn in that whole episode. So, mm-hmm. you know, go, to B5's credit, I thought, mm-hmm. okay, you're, you're waking someone up from cryonic suspension. This is kind of what that would be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then they went, they had to go and paste the, the kind of alien. Oh, I guess the alien factor on top of it where, you know, there's something killed, you know, the other person in this ship and, you know, yeah. Okay. Why send out these ships with only two people in them? That didn't seem to make a lot of sense, but okay. We'll let a lot of things go here. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I have to, I have to say, Doctor Franklin, no shame in that man. You know, oh, you, 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 you fainted. Uh, you know, I, I guess I, I took you back to my quarters because it was closer than than med lab. Uh, you know, it, he does. He even though your your husband, you just found out like an hour ago, your husband died. So uh, clearly, you need uh, console. I, uh, yeah, I I thought there was some real icky. Icky yeah. stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't think that would be directed but, that way now. But you know, for you know, I I was I was chuckling to myself about this, and then he's like, "Oh, you know, I I you know I we shouldn't take this, we shouldn't go there, and you know, I I don't get involved with my patients." And it's like, Doc, come on, come on. You know, you you've you've been. You've been sending out the signals like a quasar for the right. first half of this episode, and now you're like, "Oh no, no, I don't mean that." Come you, on, you, you sure you don't mean that? Yeah, yeah, D-A-W-G. it was kind of gross. Yeah, D A W G, exactly. It was a yeah. little gross. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so back to the PTSD thing. Sure, sure. Okay, you less gross. Less gross. Yeah. Um, Okay, 1995. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about, uh, you know, a very special episode of Babylon 5, you know, featuring mm-hmm. Michael Garibaldi's grappling with alcohol. Mm-hmm. And we were pretty much in a rage against the way the program depicted that. I'm yes. not sure I'm in a rage about this. But I don't think that it's a very effective way of handling what PTSD is. I think we've seen many other examples mm-hmm. uh, of of how to do this in television that are far more effective. Um, I I would definitely agree. I think you. I I don't I don't recall how well PTSD was fully known and understood in the nineties. I I. You know, it was certainly, emerging, certainly better than in the seventies, but yeah, uh, but it it you know it doesn't deal with it well. And then, as I said, you've got this alien possession kind of layer on top of it, which is right. which is turning it you know, which is wildly you know, turning the dial from eleven down to four and back up to eleven again. And he's yep. you know we've got 
you know, Dwight Schultz is, is, I almost said Matt Frewer, Dwight Schultz is, is, you know, raging and, and raving around you. You, you said a couple episodes ago that Jakar was, uh, was sounding, uh, like a, like a Hebrew, Hebrew prophet of the old Testament and, right. you know, bing, here we have, yeah. he's doing this, this guy's doing the same thing here. But, but like I said, with it way turned up too high. Yeah. Turned up. Yeah. Turned up too high. Um, and maybe that's the direction and maybe that's, Dwight Schultz, and maybe it's the script. It's probably all of it together. Mm-hmm. But given that we're meant to sympathize with the character's experience, right? And you know, if you're a you know you're a ground pounding combat soldier, that's going to leave that's going to leave an influence. Hmm. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and I wonder if Well, I don't wonder if I don't I don't think that this particular way of of doing that honors the experience as much as I might wish it to. Mhm. Yeah. Um you you mentioned the writer and the director here um and I I do definitely think that that we need to throw some blame in their direction. This is, oh, there it is. Um, so, the writer of this episode. Yep. Scott Frost. Okay. Brother of Mark Frost. Brother of Mark Frost. Interesting. Writer of Twin two Peaks. episodes. Two episodes of season two, Twin Peaks. Oh, I see. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, and. The director Mario DeLeo uh, really cut his teeth from the '60s on as a director of photography. Oh, okay. Um, which, you know, there's some. I, I don't. None of the shots really jumped out at me as being particularly well put together. But he didn't have too much in his, you know, in 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 his background. Uh, Oh, we're going to get a couple more episodes from him coming down the line. So we'll have to compare those. Um, Ooh, A Man Called Hawk. He directed one episode of A Man Called Hawk. Rock on. In 1989. Um, So, yeah, he doesn't look like he's done much directing. Uh, So I think I'm I'm definitely going to lay a lot of the blame onto, onto Scott Frost based solely on the merits or lack thereof of uh, season two of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you when you think a little bit about other PTSD de- depictions, mm-hmm. what are some ones that come to mind for you that, no, these are probably a little bit more authentic, a little bit more resonant? Oh, we definitely get uh, some good ones in, in the modern Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I think that, you know, you look at, look at how Colonel Ty reacts. I mean, he was already a little bit of a mess before, yeah. you know, before the destruction and, and, you know, really kind of really spirals out of control pretty, pretty fast after that. And in, in his reactions and, and lack of dealing with what's going on. And I think, you know, honestly I'm surprised at how little, you know, breakdown there was everybody in that in that show should have been just a complete sobbing mess 24 7 yeah i'm concerned yeah Um, yeah you 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 sort of you think about how difficult it was for some of those characters to keep their 
keep themselves together, you know? I mean, some of them didn't. Honestly. And some of them didn't, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you had different different characters who kind of lost it for good at different, at different times in the, yeah. you know, over the course of those four seasons. Yeah, that's a great yeah. example. Yeah. I think about Patrick Stewart's performance uh, in season four of TNG mm-hmm. right after the Locutus of Borg business, you know, when he goes back home to yep. his family, you know, yeah. and just has a complete, you know, a complete breakdown. Mm-hmm. You know, that felt, that felt like an authentic character experience to me. Yeah. And, and then when they get Hugh and it comes, it dredges that stuff back up again. Yep. Um, yep. You know, you definitely see that played out. And I think it's, it, I mean, Patrick Stewart certainly <clears throat> has a lot more, in the acting chops department than Dwight Schultz. I, I, I have to give him that. Um, well, but, and you know, you, you follow the through line through to the first contact movie and it's, it's just the same, right? Right. You know, when right. he, you know, Oh, captain Ahab's going to go find his whale. How dare you speak to me like that? You know, this kind of mm-hmm. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. and, and as long as we're on the Borg tiff, you know, uh, Cisco, yeah. Um, you know, that, that the pilot of Deep Space Nine, he's, you know, he's really broken by, by Wolf 359. Yeah. Yeah. Um, big time. And it takes uh, him a while to put himself back together. Right. Uh, Nog, uh, late, in, mm-hmm. late in the show when he uh, um, is severely, severely injured, nearly killed. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a, a run of episodes where basically he's just, you know, he's drinking in the holodeck. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, yeah. Y- you know, good on that show for letting a character who's such a throwaway become one who gets to have this profoundly interesting and compelling arc, mm-hmm. you know, down the road, you know. Right. Um, yeah. So it, it, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't resonate. And maybe one of the reasons why this particular episode isn't resonating right now, at least for me, is because we're we're still watching Shazad Latif mm-hmm. play, you know, Lieutenant Ash Tyler on Star Trek Discovery, and that seems to be very much exactly like what's going on with Amos here, right? Yeah, you know, you've got PTSD plus this kind of alien personality overlay. Yeah, mental meddling. Uh, me, uh, right, right. Yeah, and and I think that Shazad Latif's performance, I find it often quite riveting. Yeah, yeah, very, very compelling, and yeah. um, and often, you know, I'm thinking of a scene from a couple episodes ago. I think where where he and Burnham are in the the cafeteria together, and he's like, it's like he's very quietly broken yep. in in a couple of different ways, and he's trying to he's trying to find you know something to he's trying to find an anchor to pull himself back together, and yep. uh, and having a having a, a rough time of that, which and that's even before all any of this, you know, yeah, the 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 other. You know, mind overlay shenanigans yeah. kick in. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's it says something about the way in which the part is written mm-hmm. and the way it's being acted. That even though he's doing things that make me really, really hateful, mm-hmm. 
I'm still sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I am very curious to see where the arc of that character is going. Yeah, right, right. Where as we're recording this now in the in the mid middle of the the back half of of the season of Discovery. Yeah, it's they're not nearly clear. done. Yeah, they're nearly done, but which not at all clear. I wouldn't predict at all. Yeah. What I think is going to happen. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. nothing. Um, yeah. I think by the time this comes out, the season will have wrapped. So let's yeah. not make any guesses that will prove to be wrong. That's correct. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we, we, we've got ourselves some Dwight Schultz, right? Yeah. And we're thinking... Yeah. Who, who is... I mean, I think he did a good job as Barclay. You know? He was fine. Uh, I didn't like... I didn't love the episodes. It was always a little too wacky for me. But, you know, he... Yeah. So he... So... That and this is two weeks of of weird stunt casting in a row, right? That we've had, right? Um, Which leads us to a stunt segment. Yeah, of course, we we always have to stunt. Um, you know, last time we talked about you know worst possible miscasting, right? And uh, today we're going to take a pass at uh, at recasting. You know, we, we've talked before about you know, remaking Babylon Five now in 2018, um, and we're going to take a swing at, at who we would uh, put in that show. Yep. Um, you know, with the caveat that, uh, you know, okay, yes, all of these people are alive. All yes. these people are currently acting. Yep. They are um, all castable. They are all castable presently. They, as far as I know, looking down my list, no one is currently, no one is, there are no revelations of, of, horrendous behavior that are blackballing right. any of these people from, from future performances right. forever. Right. Um, again, there's a couple weeks before this episode comes out. I may have to do some editing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go, let, we're going to run through it. Okay. Um, and let's do the same order that we did last time. Lovely. Start with our, start with the, the assistant, our three assistants. Uh, the assistants and Kosh, and Kosh, and Kosh, and Kosh. I'll, and I'll warn you ahead of time. I also, in addition to the, the ones that we talked about last week, I also cast Sinclair. Oh, I did not do that. Okay, so that gives huh. you. A little, I'll give you a little bit of time to, to think, while I tell you that that my my perfect version of 2018 Babylon Five, uh, Kosh, faceless alien in the suit. Never really get to see the person in there at all. You got to have Doug Jones in there, right? I love the it. master of the of the alien that you don't actually get to see. Yeah, great choice. Great it's really choice. no other choice. Yeah, Banksy maybe, but you know. Yeah, yeah, Banksy indeed. Uh, I'm gonna second your Doug Jones because yeah. I didn't I didn't do a kosh. Splendid, splendid. Yeah. Okay, so I'll go with my my lieutenants. Yep. Okay. Uh, Lanier. Jimmy Simpson. I don't know who that is. He was in uh, Westworld. I haven't seen Westworld. You haven't seen Westworld. Okay. He was in, uh, he's, he was in uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Probably not your kind of show. Nope. Jimmy Simpson. You'll know as soon as you Google. Oh, and, yeah. And call yeah. Him up. That's a yeah. good choice. Yeah. I'm looking at um, him. That's a good choice. He, oh, have you seen the first? Uh, have you seen the 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 Black Mirror episode? Uh, first episode of of the new season. That's the Star Trek. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's the uh, he's the, the 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 boss. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm saying all these things. He's the this and that. I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, he's... Um, yeah, every time I see him, you know, I want to smack him, but... Right. He's, I think he's got, he can, he can do that kind of earnestness that you need from linear. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yep. Uh, Veer, I'm casting Nick Frost. Oh yeah. Who is, yeah. The second to, uh, um, uh, in like the Shaun of the dead and all of those. Yeah. Other, yeah. He's Simon know, Pegg's, yeah, yeah. uh, Simon Pegg's right hand man. Yeah. Yeah. Great he's choice. Got, he's, he's got the comedic kind of element but i think he can carry this the serious if he needs to um and natoth uh you know again recency bias here but uh i'm gonna go in with a show that we've both recently watched travelers and i'm gonna cast jennifer spence as natoth jennifer spence is is grace that is an excellent choice you know that is an excellent choice i like yours better than mine okay, okay. well um Okay. Let's hear yours. Lanier. Mm-hmm. Um, I chose Aaron Douglas. Aaron Chief Tyrrell from Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah. You know, okay. he's got a he's got mm. a certain he's got a certain zenness about him. Yeah. That I rather like. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm mm-hmm. I'm seeing him with the, the, with, the all the, with all the makeup. And it yeah. resonates, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, so I went, I, I went, I went there. Okay. Okay. Uh, my veer is Haley Joel Osment. Oh. Okay. Because okay. I think he can do the sort of, uh, you know, Schmendrick veer that we get in season one. Uh-huh. But I think when you need him to be really serious. Yeah. He would be dynamite. You know, I haven't, I don't think I've seen anything that he's been in since Sixth Sense. Oh, he's so done a bunch of, really... he's done a bunch yeah. of character parts, you know? Yeah. 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 Very compelling, huh. I think. Good, um, good. And for Natoth, um, I went with Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones, but she's too young. Arya Stark. She is... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's um, too stark. Uh, she's too young. She's too young. And, yeah, I just, I don't know that she, I don't even want to, you'd want to put her into one of the lesser roles either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see I, it. But I, I, I yeah. might come back in our next episode with a recast mm-hmm. of that. Because I'm looking yeah. at that and I'm like, that isn't, that's not right. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Give me your Delenn, your Londo, and your Jakar. Okay. Uh, Delenn, you're going to like this one. Go. Anna Torv. I love it. I love it. I that's think, not who I, th- I picked, but you're going to, okay. yeah, I love it. I think, I think that, I think she would really oh, rock that. She would that rock role. that part so hard. Yep. Yep. Um, my Londo, this is going to sound ridiculous. Go. But Wentworth Miller. Oh, God bless. That is Genius casting, Mister Garibaldi. Oh, he you is know? so good. Yeah, chomp, 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 chomp. chomp. Yeah, love that guy. Yeah, I um, love, I love Whitworth Miller. And my Jakar is Clancy Brown. I don't know who Clancy Brown is. Uh, Hold, please. Clancy Brown. Um, 
yeah, the voice of uh, voice of Lex Luthor from all the DC animated stuff. Oh yeah, um, okay. I'm looking at him yeah. now. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's, a he's been in everything. Actor. He's been in everything. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was a. I think he was a general or something in the the Flash stuff. The, the general that was controlling Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you've you've seen him in stuff. You've seen him. In stuff. He's the he's the Krugan in uh, in Highlander. Yeah. You know, if you go way back in the day, yeah. I I think he would just I think he would rock that role. Oh yeah, you're that's yeah. a that's a nice. Yeah. You, you did, Chris. I gotta give you props. He's gonna nice. be expensive. Yeah, he's gonna but, be expensive. But you know, much like a modern American Michael Caine, you know, he'll take any job. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, I want to hear he, yours. Here's mine. Yeah. Okay. For Delenn, mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton. My paper has Tilda Swinton written down, crossed out, and Anatoria. Oh, nice, nice. Yes. I just, yeah. I imagine the her. Yeah. She's so alien. And, and I would like her for the transformation. Yes, exactly. You know, make, make the more completely androgynous Mimbari commit to that like right. JMS wanted to. That's right, that's right. Early on. Right. Bef- yes. Yeah. Yes. She would be... Mm-hmm. She would be striking as yeah. as the season one to Len. And then if mm-hmm. you do it correctly, yeah. man, uh, I mean, I, I love Mira Furlan, but mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton is without peer. Okay. Agreed. All right. Now, for Londo, mm-hmm. I went with Peter Capaldi. Okay. It's, it's a kind of like offset yeah. by 90 degrees kind of thing. Uh-huh. But I'm imagining him telling these kind of stories that Londo tells. And yeah. I'm sort of like more I want the Capaldi from the thick of it mm-hmm. than from Doctor mm-hmm. Who. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you hear John just come in from uh from 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 stage left over here saying he's too skinny? I know he's too skinny. That's the that's a frankly it's a problem. Yeah. But that that's why I, I went with I went with Capaldi. Um, yep. And for Jakar, you and I drawing from the same well here. I went mm. with John Noble. I had John Noble written down as Malari. Oh yeah, sure. As Mondo, before before Anna Torv slipped in and I was like I can't have two people from the same show. Right. Okay, so so, so so if we meld ours, right? Yeah. I think I think you move John Noble to mm-hmm. Londo. Mm-hmm. And you put Clancy Brown in as Jakar. Yeah. And Tilda Swinton. Well, yeah, because you could move Anna Torv. You, you, you could, could move her. Yeah, she could make a good Ivanova. Yeah. She could make she a good really Talia could. Winters. Yep. Yep. So you, yeah. you, if you could keep Anna Torf, you just, mm-hmm. you just have to shuffle her around. You know. Right. Yeah. 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 Good. Good calls. Good calls. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, now uh, we're going up the chain. Winters, Franklin, yeah. Garibaldi, Ivanova, Sheridan. Right. Yep. Okay. My Winters, I, I don't love, but there's something I wanted to find a place for her. Go. Oh. Um, and seeing as this is, this has to get JMS's blessing. Yeah. So we have to, we have to, you know, much as, as directors will take from their other shows, uh, 
I, I pulled in Tuppence Middleton uh, for huh. uh, for Dolores. Uh, Riley Blue from Sense8. That is a nice piece of casting work there, Chris Tetra. She's got that kind of, you know, well, she's Icelandic. So, you know, yeah. there are elves talking to her all the time. <laughs> but right. So she's got that kind of like weird, like a little bit out of sync with reality kind of vibe going on to her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like, I like that in this role because it would give a tone to being a sigh. To, mm-hmm. to, to being to being psionic yeah. that I rather like. Make them a little bit off. A little off, right. And I think yeah. she could do a little off pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I went with Michelle Forbes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that's not going to be what you're doing. That's going to be much more mm-hmm. like a hard sci-fi mm-hmm. kind of psionic. But I like Michelle Forbes. And yeah. and I can see her in that role being someone who you'd be frightened of. Make Michelle Forbes Ms. Bester. Yes, that's it. That's that's the way to that's, do that. Let's compromise yeah. and do that. Yeah. yeah. Atlas yeah. Alice Bester. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's that's dynamite. I love your casting yeah. choice there. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Franklin. Um here I, I'm going with Cass Anvar. I like that. Come yeah. on, Cass Anvar, Alex, so good. Alex from from the Expanse. Yeah. Now, honestly, when that when I I hit on him, I thought I looked down the cast list of the Expanse and I said I should just write down the cast of the Expanse right. and shuffle their roles around a little bit, and totally. they would all be fine here. Totally, yeah, take them, put them in B five uniforms. Let's just you know, keep them on and 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 go. Uh, That's right. You know, That's right. Yeah, but but no, I think I think he would fit well with the uh with the Fra- in as as franklin yeah nice you know, as the as the softer franklin but he can still be kind of a jerk if he needs to be yeah um i i decided to kind of reconceptualize stephen franklin just a little bit as kind of like a julian bashir frontier doctor ooh ah kind of thing okay right someone who's mentorable Right. Okay. And I sure. went with the actor Keenan Lonsdale. He plays Wally West on yes. the Flash. Yes. Right. Yes. I think if you put uh-huh. him in that uniform, he'd look mm-hmm. the part. Yep. He looks just old enough to be believable, but not so old that he's, you know. Yeah. Fresh out of the medical academy. Yeah. Fresh out of the yeah. medical academy kind of thing. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah mm-hmm. I, that's, where, that's where I went there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. You're Garibaldi. Good. Um, you know, as I said, I think last week, you know, I think you need Garibaldi to ha- to be somebody who ha- who can can give the air of being a little washed up. Yes. Um. And uh. And I don't think anybody plays that as well as as Donald Logue. Donald Logue. God bless. Yeah. You are coming up with the actors who are perfect. You know, granted, ninety nine percent of them are from genre TV because that's all I watch. But hey, um, right? Yeah, he's. Well, he's he's and I don't watch Gotham, but he is uh, Harvey Bullock. Yeah, he's good in Gotham. Yeah, yeah, he's good. I mean, uh, folks, go out there. I you may have to go onto YouTube to find it or something. But Knights of Prosperity uh, was the first show where he came to my attention, yep. uh, and he's just that is a great show. Um, and and go and watch that. He's you know he he'd be great as the 
as the kind of washed up struggling to get back on his feet Garibaldi. Yeah. Now, my Garibaldi is not the washed up. It's not okay. the washed up version. Um, mine is the sort of more more introspective, maybe the more phys- well, the one that the one that grapples between a sense of reflection and a sense of violence. Okay. Sure. Okay. So I also went with Travelers. Interesting that you and I mm. are both pulling from that show. Okay. I picked Traveler 0115, the young kid, Jared Abramson. Oh, yeah. Okay. Young, yeah. but, mm-hmm. you know, look, he's acting as though he's 18 with a 100-year-old person's soul in his body, and he is totally believable to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of that's his voice. It sounds like he, he gargles with whiskey and cigarettes every yeah. morning before he comes to work. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, no, he, and he's good. But and yeah. I think I think he I think he's really quite good. Um, you know, he, definitely he, a different a different direction of the character than what I was seeing. Right. You know, I'm 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 keeping more with more in line of the characters as they were presented in the show. But indeed, uh, indeed. But I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Who's your Ivanova? Uh, this is where it's going to start to get ruinously expensive. <laughs> Go. Uh, I went with with Gal Gadot. Holy crap! Are you kidding me? She, you'd never get her. She's so expensive. I know, I know. And I went through a couple of different. My other, I, my other thought there uh, uh, is uh, is Tessa Thompson. Who's Tessa Thompson? She was in the most recent Thor movie. Have you seen that? Oh, is she the? Uh, um, she's she's the, Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. nice choice too. I love your she's choice of Gal Gadot. Of, She's been in a couple of other things too, you know. As I said, I only watch genre movies and TV. Yeah, so right, right. My my selection is uh, my pool is pretty limited. Yeah. Although I think I think you know we mentioned Jennifer Spence earlier, Hedder as Natoth. I think she could do a good job in this in this role too. But I think she's she may be a little older for the the younger rising star, Ivanova. Yeah, um, yeah, and and my my choice also probably misses on age, mm. but. Um, but I have to have her. Uh, mm-hmm. I chose Kristen Cloak. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. of course. You know, because yeah. she, look, she's, Kristen Cloak's in her mid-40s. Mm-hmm. And I think Ivanova's meant to be seen as someone in her mid-30s. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I would still go there. Kristen Cloak, uh, I, you know, is is just a kind of genre television national treasure. She deserves mm-hmm. so much more work. Maybe she Maybe yeah. she doesn't want it because she's raising her kids or whatever, but... You know, I, I always have her and uh, and uh, Claudia Christian, like, yeah, like always are. I, I'm making hand gestures. This is great radio. Yeah. Um, they're always kind of like like intertwined because of the two characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 To, to me, it's um, a total no brainer. If I were yeah. going now, see, here's where here's where this would mm-hmm. become interesting to me. If I were yes. going to gender bend. Right. Mm-hmm. And I were going to go with a Jane Sheridan. I put her at the mm-hmm. top. Sure. Right. I but but I, did, I ch- chose not to do that. So, yeah. 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 I didn't do any gender bending here. And um, there's not as much, you know, 1990, early 90s when, when the original show, you know, it's a pretty white cast. Um, yeah. You know, we, you know, 2018, I think we need more. We need more diversity in there. I didn't do as much as I would have liked to. Um, 
but uh, you know, like I said, I watch a lot of genre TV, and that's pretty white. Yeah. Um, uh, but my Sheridan. Yes. Again, ruinously expensive. Idris Elba. Oh come on, right? How come on, you know wrong? you got You need to have him in some kind of uniform. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. He's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's good in everything. He, he is absolutely yeah, good in everything. He would. He would. Yeah. He would rock it. Um. Yeah. 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 He. He. He would. He would. He would look the part. He would be very. Mm-hmm. He would be appropriately commanding. Yes. Yeah. 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 Dynamite choice. Um, you need somebody with that level of presence. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now I've already said who I would cast. Um, I, I said it last season. I would cast Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, it, he, he's certainly shown he's got the chops. Yep. And mm-hmm. I, I think, I think a program like this being headed up by a, uh, you know, by a genre actor kind of without, mm-hmm. you know, really without peer, mm-hmm. you know, my yeah. show, my, you could make my show. Yours would cost, uh, would cost, no, this, you know, $300 million an episode. <laughs> you, you could, you could make my show except for those top two spots. Yeah, that's true. That's, you know, true. You'd, that's have, true. you'd have to do some shuffling there. Um, now I also had had, had chosen Sincla- Sinclair yes. to sort of get the ball rolling. Yes. Um, and, and there, I think you need someone who's, who's got the more constrained, you know, Sinclair always, he was more clamped down on, yes. on everything. Yes. Um, and, you know, similar to your, uh, to your Kristen Cloak, uh, selection, I think James Morrison, uh, as that, like, really like everything is tightly controlled and locked down Sinclair. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. I, 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 I like that. He would, mm-hmm. I think that James Morrison is a, uh, it's got a lot more in his, in his toolkit than Michael O'Hare mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. wonder if he'd be able to bring what you're looking for or if yeah. he would expand beyond that. I wonder about that. Yeah. Yeah. He's not dealing with, as far as we know, the issues that, you know, that Michael Hare was dealing with. So. Right. Yeah. So it's a little, yeah, a little, a little tricky. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but let me see. I uh, suppose, you know, I could, I could bump him into the Sheridan position and, and, you know, then we've got, you know, Tessa, even Tessa Thompson's going to be expensive. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to just bankrupt any, any network that even looks at my list for too yeah, long. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really know, Sinclair. I I, mm. I I like your I like your instinct. On. Getting someone like a like a James Morrison who can do. Uh, kind of tight, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who can do sort of. Um, restrained, self-constraining, right? Mm-hmm. Um. You you might think about in this alien shuffle that we were doing, you might think about someone like John Noble up there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You'd hate to use him for a season and go, right? Yeah. But but maybe you know maybe you know you could do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure where I would. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure where I would go. Um, you know, I think about people like 
Where did you put Wentworth Miller? As Londo. Uh, I had him as, as Londo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great choice. Yeah, I I'm just not wanna, sure. I'm no, not sure. I want to hear him purr out those lines. Yeah, totally, you know? totally. Yeah. Or, you know, because we, we did move things around and, and went with your choice of John Noble there. Yep. Then we take Wentworth Miller as Mr. Morton. Right. You know. Right. Although he'd have to be wearing the, the sunglasses and parka, you know, the whole time. You know, because really, he just needs to. Yeah. I kind of wish we had something for John Wesley Ship to do. Well, there's always something for John Wesley Ship to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Sheridan's the right part for him, but... You know, no. But I'm no, a, I'm but a we'll big find, fan. We'll find, we'll find a space. Yeah. I, I need to find somewhere for, uh, for Jessica Henwick, who, um, who has been in uh, Star Wars. She was in The Force Awakens. <laughs> She was in. She's been in Game of Thrones. She was. She was in Iron Fist and in Defenders. Good so grief. she's making. She's making the tour of the of yeah, the genre right, right. stuff. And uh, you know, she's got to. She's got to either land here or on a Star Trek soon. You know, to complete the complete the the grid. Yeah, I'm looking at her right now. Mm-hmm. You know, if she were just a little bit older, she would be a believable Delenn. Uh, maybe, yeah, I was thinking more of an Atoth for her, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... Oh, okay. What about... What about Alexander Siddig as Sheridan? Speaking of game... Speaking on Game of Thrones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's the only thing I've seen him in recently, though, so I don't... And he wasn't in that for very long, um, and certainly didn't have much of a commanding presence in that uh, i don't know but but i do like him yeah hmm yeah well i i well, I, I will i will chew that over and and perhaps yeah. on uh, the facebook group i will um yeah you know i'll i'll, and, I'll have something to offer yeah and and as we did last week i think uh we will we will be putting out posts on the facebook uh asking you who if you were to be recasting the show here in in 2018 uh, from the ground up, who you would uh, drop into these roles? You know, thankfully, I think, especially after listening to uh, to this podcast, uh, we will never be tapped to do that. Uh, but uh, uh, but maybe one of you lucky fans will someday. Uh, so go onto the Facebook group. You you know you know where it is. You love it. Um, you know, look for the posts about this. It's just look for the name of the pod in Facebook. If you're not a member of the group already, join up. Um, you can. Find us uh, online. Uh, just drop it into your search engine. It'll come up from there. Nice new redesigned website for uh, for season two. Uh, you can email us at the name of the pod at gmail.com. Um, and you can come back and join us again next week as we uh, move on through season two. Looking forward to it, Chris. All right. Talk to you then. See you soon. <laughs>